0: On our very first episode today, we're in conversation with the team at Urban Element. Welcome, Natasha and Luke. We're thrilled to have you on our very first episode as our guests. How are you Thank feeling? You.
1: Yeah, good. Excited, a little nervous, but it should be good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So, um, your roles as a uh, managing director and a uh, social media manager, apart from all that, I'm curious to know whether fitness happens to be a core value at Urban Element because I did a bit of stalking of both of your social media profiles and it was so fantastic and inspiring that um, both of you are into fitness and, uh, you know, sports. So, uh, Luke, uh, has Natasha inspired you to take something up or go the extra mile with her accolades in sports?
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and Natasha's um, fitness regime is uh, incredible and probably puts me to shame a little bit uh, <laughs> considering uh, she's always exercising. And I'm definitely uh, not as active, although this year I've set myself a few goals to get out there running a little bit more um, and to be working out every single morning as well. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely we're, we're quite an active bunch actually at Urban Element, which is which is really nice
0: that yeah. is super cool i mean you are a, i mean you are certainly a team that's motivated on all fronts then <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes urban element wow that's mm-hmm. a sharp name it's you know something that you can attach to any product or service and it in, i mean it instantly becomes cool so uh, natasha could you tell us what urban element offers the world and what inspired the name
1: yeah sure so um so- Urban Element, we're a digital marketing agency um, and we're based in Oxfordshire Mm -hmm. and our expertise is particularly in social media marketing, um, in SEO, in PPC and um, also in web design. Um, And actually this year we're going to be 18 years old. So,
2: wow. um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we're, yeah,
1: exactly, yeah, we were thinking of going down those lines. So we were thinking mm-hmm. of perhaps having a kind of coming of age celebration and um, that kind of transition from childhood to adulthood. We're 18 now. Um, so that's something we might we might look at doing later on this year. Oh yeah i mean in terms of the name the kind of inspiration behind it um -hmm. we often refer to the the four elements so urban element um and we kind of when it comes to our services we talk about water fire earth and air so those four elements
0: captain planet Uh, all the way yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. amazing Yeah. 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 Um, and the urban bit is probably more about the kind of the urban feel and a bit of an urban vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of convey that in our marketing efforts. Um, so hopefully that, you know, sort of we come across a little less serious and maybe a little bit cool. <laughs>
0: That's Amazing. the hope the kind yes. of urban bit. Could you like break down the kind of services uh, you offer people being in digital marketing?
1: Mm, yeah, certainly. So... Um, We do organic social media marketing and paid, Um, so we'll run kind of paid campaigns on LinkedIn, um, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, And then we very much have a lot of expertise in SEO as well. So keyword research, um, link building, and kind of that digital PR element. Um, And then we run Google Ads as well. So um, we run some fairly big Google Ad campaigns for the likes of Buildbase um, and lots of companies in the education sector as well. Um, And then we build websites. So we've got...
0: Yeah, that's, that's quite Remember. the portfolio there, yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So uh, can you tell us about a time before Urban Element, what you've worked on and what you've specialized in?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, my background is very much in sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in sales and marketing for roughly around 14 years now. Um and I, um, I started out in the corporate world in London, um, and I was um, selling sponsorship for events. Um, and then I moved to Oxfordshire, where I joined an international training company. Um, and eventually, I became their sales marketing director. Um, and I helped them set up several offices across the UK. Um, But one thing I'd always known was that I wanted to run my own business and so roughly around eight years ago now, um, I joined Urban Element and I bought out one of the founding owners of the business Um, and I now co-own the business and I'm I'm the managing director so um, I run Urban Element on a day-to-day basis.
0: Perfect. I mean, it's wonderful how things all come together, right? Uh, over time, it's 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 really fascinating. So, and I think we can all agree that uh, digitization has become a pillar, or rather a foundation, for majority of businesses worldwide. Uh, so, Luke, with over seven years of experience in sales and social media marketing, can you shed some light upon when this digital shift took place across industries, and also share some personal insights about this transition? Yes,
2: yeah, certainly. Um, so. Social media has actually been around for quite some time actually. It was around in the late 1990s but a lot of people weren't actually aware of that at all because it was Mm -hmm. primarily being used for its basic kind of format of communication um, and I think dating a little bit because it was new on the scene back then. Um, However, I would say the exponential growth in social media came around the early 2000s with the likes of LinkedIn. Um, and then around the sort of like mid two thousand and ten to two thousand and twelve, where you had the big giants all come into play and start to grow quite significantly, such as Facebook. Um, you've got that Snapchat, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, and in all honesty, I would say businesses started to take it a lot more seriously, probably a little later on. So around the two thousand and fifteen mark, um, I've been at Urban Element since then. Um, and I definitely have noticed a trend from when I first started, businesses were a little unsure whether social media marketing especially should be a part of their marketing strategy.
0: Absolutely. I was always considered casual or, you know, something that uh, it wasn't very formal. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've definitely sat in meeting rooms before where businesses, uh, you know, business directors, Sort of talk to me about the fact that they still believe social media is primarily for sharing cat videos and you know <laughs> talking to family and friends. Um, when actually there's so much potential now, um, and it's a an lucrative way to market your business, and it's growing day by day. So very very exciting.
0: So true. I mean, uh, memes have made it <laughs> as a as a you know marketing uh, tool as well in the, in certain cases, but it's a dangerous game at the end of the day
2: it, it, it is um, and yeah. for those that know urban element they know that i love a meme or two we definitely share them uh, with the office and uh, they can be a great marketing tool and and yeah. what's fantastic and what i particularly am passionate about with social media is the fact it really opens up the playing field for everybody uh, every business everyone's passion um yes. and everyone can share and and basically advertise and talk to the audience that suits their niche which is something that you just were not able to do before unless you had contacts in television or radio for example
0: absolutely i mean and and the insights that you can derive i mean it's it's like uh, there's there's a plethora of it right now and uh, in fact yes. memes are insights so uh, people often forget that <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah <laughs> Amazing. So uh, there's one element that unites the experiences of agencies, which is customer expectations. Uh, so Natasha, could you tell us about the most common misconception clients have when it comes to digital marketing?
1: Yeah, I think um, the the most common one is probably um, the kind of expectation around results and Mm -hmm. how quickly you can expect to see those results. um, And in essence, how quickly you can expect to see a kind of return on investment. Um, Mm -hmm. So particularly with things like SEO, um, it does require a long-term commitment um, and it should be an ongoing investment. Um, And I think sometimes, um, you know, the amount of time it takes see that kind of those results it can be as long as sort of 12 to 18 months before you see something from organic seo so it's kind of managing those expectations can be quite challenging sometimes Um, and particularly with social media marketing as well often that first social media marketing campaign particularly a paid one um can be effectively a discovery campaign um, where you just do a lot of learning which you can then apply to future campaigns and that's where you might start to see the results and see the return on investment so it's just it typically tends to be around that is what i've noticed
0: great amazing um, and as you have mentioned earlier uh, urban element specializes in ppc seo and web design Out of uh, which of these three services has one been the most challenging to execute and why?
1: Yeah, I was... um yeah it's uh it's a difficult one because they they can (laughs) they can all be quite challenging in their own right um i would say out of those three out of the ppc seo and web design i would say Mm -hmm. probably um web design is slightly more challenging to execute Um, and i think that's probably because you have several different um, experts involved so we'll have a a visual designer involved we'll have an seo expert involved we'll have a developer involved and then you have the client side as well you'll often have multiple individuals involved on the client side Um, you've got to so you'll end up having to kind of manage all those all those stakeholders um, along with managing deadlines um, and making sure that you deliver to budget. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also a lot of processes involved with web design. Um, So I'd say probably out of those three, um, web
0: design is the most challenging to execute. Great, great. Um, And another uh, fascinating thing is that uh, UK is one among the top countries for uh, digital marketing according to several studies. So uh, can you tell us how Urban Element deals with this competition?
1: Yeah, I think um, one of our core values is about being reliable. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that makes us reliable is is actually our, our processes and our software. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, And certainly, sort of more recently, I came to realize that we needed um, a CRM CRM system um, to help not only with sales and marketing, um, and marketing ourselves, um, Mm -hmm. but also um, to ensure that we provide the best level of customer service um, and customer care that we can do. And I think that sort of sets us apart from our competition. Um, We're very much a kind of uh, service-led agency, um, very customer centric, um, Mm -hmm. the big thing for us is making sure we're reliable and um, focused on that customer service side of things. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. And can you uh, share uh, probably one particular incident that was, you know, quite uh, cumbersome because you didn't really have, uh, you know, software system in place? Uh, Could you probably give us an example of... uh... I mean that's that's when you you know kind of stumbled upon that need for a CRM. Yeah, I think um so yeah
1: until more recently when we obviously adopted zoho as our crm system mm-hmm. i think one of the one of the challenges we had internally was perhaps um knowing what we what we'd done previously for clients um mm-hmm. or what was perhaps in progress with clients and so sometimes we would find um that could become quite cumbersome so um you know because there's several of us within the team not knowing what's going on for a client was was sometimes caused a couple of challenges so that was you know a real um yeah. so we needed to
0: actually get a crm system in place definitely definitely so if a digital marketing agency hasn't used a crm before uh what are the points they should keep in mind or rather what are the qu- questions they should be asking themselves
1: um so for me there were a couple of things that um i felt were important to consider um, Mm -hmm. when we're adopting a CRM system. me it was there were three areas within the business that I wanted the CRM system to really help with um, and that was sales which I think most people typically think of when they're thinking of a CRM system they think okay sales um, it can certainly provide support for the sales team um, but also marketing ourselves so the CRM system needed to help us um, not only upsell and perhaps cross sell to our existing client base but also to help us market to clients potential clients Um, And the other thing that I wanted the CRM system to support with was customer care as well. Um, So there were three kind of main considerations for me when I was adopting a CRM system. Could it support those three aspects, those three areas? Um, But then also um, for us, um, it was about centralizing everything as well. So Mm -hmm. we are quite big fans of software, I have to say. the nature of the team yeah. and the business that we're in, we tend to be early adopters, um, and so yeah, we pr- we <laughs> actually have probably um, perhaps the opposite problem to some people, where it's a challenge to adopt new software. We love software so much that we almost have to temper our desire to take on new software. Um, so for me, with the taking on a new CRM system, it was about perhaps being able to centralise all of those tools. And that's the nice thing about Zoho, is there's lots of different apps. So mm-hmm. longer term, I was looking to adopt other aspects as well. So not just the CRM system, but perhaps things like Zoho Projects or Zoho um, Click is one of the apps that we use as well, and PageSense. Oh, so mm-hmm. it was, that was a big consideration for us
0: as well. That's that's super. Like uh, I think you are uh, one of a kind agency because change is often met with resistance. You know, be it a casual plan or a policy. Uh, there are so many uh, you know small uh, agencies or different companies as such that uh, don't uh, welcome software. So. Uh, but what are the kind of proactive steps as a team that uh, you do take uh, when, you know, you, you first uh, get your hands on a software? Do you sit together? Do you, uh, you know, try and understand it together or do you, uh, you know, do that uh, separately?
1: Yeah, we um, we tend to appoint some um, an individual within the team to kind of champion the software. And um, right. so for us, um, we've got Poppy, who's very much um, integral to the team and she's championed um, okay. the CRM side of things. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's really taken it upon herself to learn as much as she can and then to share that with the rest of the team as well. Um, I think you're right, change can be difficult, but it's yeah. often about, you know, what does it mean for me as an individual? And exactly. so I think, yeah, so I think key has been communicating that and so good communication has really helped. Um, and everyone seems to have gotten on board with it. So it's been, mm-hmm. it's been
0: yeah. Yeah, and could you talk about like, uh, probably how each each person uses the software? Do, do they have, uh, you know, their, their various requests when it comes to how something looks or how they could use it better? And, uh, you know, how do you go about things that way when it comes to kind of personalizing that experience? Yeah, the, um,
1: I mean, that is the nice thing. You can personalise things, even within, um, within the kind of CRM system. Um, mm-hmm. You can very much customise it, the fields that you want to use. Um, We've found the reporting has been a huge help. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I can run reports on deals that are closing by this month, um, sales that we signed this month, um, and being able to customize those reports has been hugely helpful, um, and integral to my kind of reporting, um, and my kind of overview commercially of the business as well. So, um, in that respect, it's been, yeah, the CRM side of things
0: been really good. That's that's fantastic. And uh, I also noticed that in one of your posts, you mentioned uh, CRM is viewed as a tool used internally versus a tool even clients can make the most of. So I mm. found that quite fascinating and would love to know more about ways your clients benefit from the use of a CRM system.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's twofold, really, I think, you um, I mentioned earlier on that for us, um, we're, we're very much a customer-centric business um, and, um, you know, that kind of customer care is really important and the CRM has helped with that because it's helped us to um, capture that information about our clients um, which Mm -hmm. means we can offer a more personal service to them so in that way our clients I think have benefited from us having a CRM system in place and I think Mm -hmm. the other aspect is that our clients when we're doing their marketing for them um, Mm -hmm. they typically tend to use a CRM system as well um, or we can encourage them to because we've seen the benefits of it ourselves but it does mean we can support them with their marketing efforts more effectively and we can support them um with the crm side of things as well so i think it's kind of been twofold it's been that customer care piece that we can provide more effectively um, and also then being able to help our clients strategically with their own crm system as
0: well great uh, and do clients uh, i mean they if if i were a client i would want to know what's happening at each stage right of the process so that way uh do they have, uh, you know, a way to probably uh, access this uh, through through the CRM or do, it's uh, something that you share via mail or you keep them informed? about? Yeah, uh,
1: we, we keep them informed. I okay. think um, longer term, we are mm-hmm. looking to use other aspects um, okay. of our apps that are available within Soho as well. Um, right. And that's why for us it's, I talked about kind of centralizing things because we use mm-hmm. so many different, softwares. Yeah, um, yeah. It we'd like longer term to be able to hopefully house everything under the Zoho umbrella. So using page sense, using click, longer term hopefully using projects as well. Mm-hmm. Zoho projects would be good. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the long term goal. And then we can hopefully give clients access rather than us having to to share that information with. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So uh, I think uh, uh, Luke will have something interesting to share about this next question. Uh, so social media is ever evolving, but mm-hmm. 2020 put it on overdrive. Uh, mm-hmm. As a social media manager, what do you wish you had known uh, about social media during the first few months of that strict lockdown?
2: That's a very, very good question. Um, <laughs> Insights always 2020. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, it, it's a tough one. From from what I've learned over twenty twenty, so last year, uh, I definitely saw uh, obvi- obviously a pickup, a trend in people using social media. Um, I say I saw a focus on customer support being more crucial than it ever has done before, um, mm-hmm. as where people have gone back into shops or businesses to discuss issues or discuss questions, they had to go online um, and more people found it, um, I guess, more approachable to go onto social media than potentially to send an email or to, of course, go in store because they can't. Um, right. that two-way communication, I think, has become even more vital now um, than ever before. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's been really, really interesting and uh, it's been great to get insights on user behavior, I've been using Zoho's PageSense a lot with our paid campaigns. It's been fascinating to see um, how they behave on certain landing pages. It really allows us to adapt uh, with the times as well so that we can provide the best service possible and the best platform possible for Uh, our clients and their customers so it's been it's been an interesting and very educational year I'll I'll say that
0: (laughs) yeah I think for everybody put together that's there (laughs) Uh, and from a business standpoint Natasha uh, what were the surprising positives you came across uh, during the early phase of this uncertain time Um,
1: I think the the amount that other businesses were willing to support each other I think it brought the best out In businesses and and in business people, so it was quite nice to see how much people were willing to offer support and help each other, which was really good.
0: That's great. That's great. And uh, wow, I mean, it's been a really insightful conversation so far. And I think it's time we lighten things up with a game. Uh, So, are you both familiar with uh, two truths and a lie? I
2: am. Yeah,
0: I think so. Okay, (laughs) might need some help, but (laughs) yes. (laughs) <laughs> no issues, no issues. I'll basically be uh, stating three uh, facts, or it, it can be fiction. It's basically three statements that I'll say, and you need to guess which one is the lie among that uh, those three statements. Okay. So there is one lie, and then there are two truths, which is why the game is named Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, so uh, I hope uh, you've understood that, Natasha. I think as we play it, I think you'll, you'll get the hang of it. So uh, okay, amazing. So these uh, fa- these facts and the fiction—it's related to uh, uh, business across uh, industries. I'll I'll basically read out the three statements, and um, because Luke has uh, you know is more familiar with it, maybe he can give his opinion first, and uh, maybe Natasha, you can go after Luke. I like so, the sound of
2: that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, great. Okay, so the first uh, statement that uh, email is 40 times more effective uh, in acquiring a uh, business compared to Twitter and Facebook combined, OK? And the second uh, statement is that uh, USA tops the list of uh, the countries that listen to the most amount of podcast. And uh, the third statement is that um, CRM vendors actually uh get customers to fund their advertising so these are the three statements and uh maybe i i could go again i could repeat the statements for you luke or uh, did you get get an idea of it
2: i've I've got an idea yeah i think i know which one is the the truth truthful statement there um simply because i i have my head in all sorts of social media marketing news every single
0: day Okay, great, great. Awesome then. Yeah, you can like you know you can go ahead and uh, say which one's the, the lie exactly, not the truth. Cuz okay. if we know the lie then then we'll be able to find the truth. So it's fine.
2: Sure. Uh, i would definitely say um the middle
0: one is a lie. Okay. Um uh, that is the the US listens to the most amount of podcasts worldwide. Mm-hmm okay great awesome so we'll keep your opinion aside and now we'll ask natasha what she thinks so uh, natasha what about uh, you? i'm gonna
1: follow luke there um, <laughs> <laughs> i think he knows more than me about these things i'm gonna go with luke's opinion great. on
0: that one <laughs> amazing awesome so yes i mean great you guys won the game then. so uh it is a lie so luke uh, why but why do you say it's a lie
2: because i think i know what the truth is out of okay. the three
0: which, is, which which country tops the list
2: uh, pardon, I, I, i'm actually not too sure which country tops the list but i'm getting on the
0: us is what you're saying right mm. okay great so uh, it was a surprising fact for me as well but it's the south korea Actually, oh, over, wow. yeah, over the last uh, couple of months, they've uh, kind of raced e- every other country to listening to a lot of podcasts. So, which wow. was yeah, which was quite eye opening. And US yeah. is actually in in the fifth position. And oh, I would expect that Blimey. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and yes, when it comes to um, in fact, email being uh so effective uh, compared to. Uh, facebook and twitter Uh, i think luke you can you can tell us more about you know uh, how email is so valuable for businesses
2: yeah as soon as you read those out i i knew email was the the truthful statement um Mm -hmm. and then the reason i think email is being so successful recently as well is because people are taking their 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 personal data their privacy a lot more seriously now Mm -hmm. Um, and they they like to be approached in a personable way and that's what Fantastic about email is uh, you're only really on an email list if you've signed up and you've agreed to to be contacted, and also um, okay. having a direct message to you just feels um, slightly more, uh, I guess, targeted than uh, potentially having a, a sort of a post that might be slightly colder. I I do think there's definitely space for them both. Um, however, I can definitely see how email marketing has has grown over the past twelve months, especially.
0: amazing. that that is that is fantastic. truly. and then and that actually links into the next point, which is um, most customers don't really know that uh, they pay to be advertised to when it comes to CRM. So a lot of vendors out there, they actually add on their marketing expenses. Uh, which increase the licensing costs of customers. And, you know, all these big campaigns that people see, it's it, like they are actually funding it. So that was truly an eye-opening statement mm-hmm. when we also found out. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah I a lot of that. businesses, they just stick to spreadsheets, right? They think mm-hmm. that, okay, I can't afford a CRM. I can't, uh, you know, probably it's too complicated. And they don't take that leap of faith. And uh, that's when, you know, they, they, they kind of... Uh, kind of holding themselves back when it comes to the cost or something like that so mm-hmm. yes this was this was an observation we saw in the industry so yeah. i hope you've learned <laughs> something, yeah, you yeah. Learned something yeah. mm-hmm. great great well certainly fun so before we conclude this episode um uh, could you share a quote or a personal mantra that resonates with you and inspires you
2: mm.
1: Yeah, um, I would say for me, it's a fairly simple one. It's quite straightforward. Um, And you may have heard of it before, but there's a a chap called Stephen Covey, and he's written a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, and One of his um, habits, I kind of paraphrase, is is start with the end in mind. Um, So that resonates with me and it, it's simple but it seems to whenever I think to myself okay what what's what am I actually trying to achieve here start with the end in
0: mind mm-hmm. um, it's
1: a really helpful guide
0: definitely it, it pushes you forward I mean that constant reminder is totally necessary and <laughs> what about you Luke
2: sure and um, so there's a quote that caught my eye um, about a year or so ago actually by a, a chap called rich Simmons mm-hmm he's an emotional intelligence specialist um, and he's also in the marketing field um, and his quote says um, don't look for ideas to confirm your thinking rather look for trends that will disrupt your thinking um, and I really like that quote because I feel like a lot of the time in social media um, and digital marketing it's very easy to sort of have your own bubble um, and I feel like the joy of digital marketing and social is the fact that you can express other people's uh, mindsets, other people's opinions and get other creative ideas um, other than your own. So I feel like that collaborative nature really stands clear in especially what we do at Urban Element. Mm
0: -hmm. Beautifully put and I I couldn't have said it better. Thank you so much Natasha and Luke for joining us and it's it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our very first episode with Urban Element. Be sure to check out their brand new website. Check our description box for further details. Follow us on Twitter at ZohoCRM to get the latest updates on the show. If you have any queries or suggestions, write to us at the email ID mentioned in the description box below. I'm your host Cassie. And make sure to tune in next month for our next episode. You're listening to the Zoho CRM podcast.